This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Hello, everybody. You guys, we're together in the same room. And I'm wearing sunglasses because... He's hungover. Don't let him tell you otherwise. That is not true. I don't think. However... Um, this has been a grueling experience with our AB, which I now stands, understand stands for audiovisual, and I'm exhausted. So I'm just thinking, I'm going to put my sunglasses on just for a second to adjust to the new lights. Which is me because I'm a sunshine and it's annoying him because like I always lean in and I get so close and I'm like in his screen now. Okay. We have like a lot of different... <laughs> So I don't know if anybody remembers this. We tried to be in the same room when we first started this podcast. Mm -hmm. And now even like, I don't even look like I'm looking at the camera. So bear with us for those of you who are viewing this on the tube, on the YouTube, not the MeTube, but the YouTube. Um, we're going to figure this out. But for now, we're just going to get through this episode and we're going to keep learning. I think you're looking right at me, Talia. I, I know. Can't... Like, it feels weird. Like, I'm looking at you and you're looking at the camera. Like, who are you even talking to? You should be looking <laughs> at me. <laughs> I'm looking at you on the in the studio camera. And when we got, like, the cameras all set up, they were really too far away. And it was, like, full body, which neither one of us really needed. Yeah, all that's... Of that. Because... I have terrible posture. There was like all sorts of stuff happening that we didn't need to see. And Doug, the only way he could get comfortable was with our um, fake peonies like in his lap. Um, but that was also really, really funny. We're pulling it together, you guys. Basically, you are getting to be a part of this aviation experience where we are flying a plane while we are putting the wings on and the jets. And I don't know where to look. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where to look either. But you know what? It's so much more fun with you in the room. Okay. You're well, supposed to say I'm having so much fun oh, I'm, too. I feel the same way, Talia. I'm so excited to be <laughs> in the same room with you. Um, now we actually do have to kind of match because we're so close <laughs> to each other. But I wanted to tell you my funny story. About, tell me about, about the funny shirt. Story. I want to hear about your shirt. It's got rips in it. It does. So we went to London a couple of months back, which was really quite an amazing experience. Yeah. But the only thing I bought, because we overpacked, I had way too much stuff. The only thing I bought was this and one other shirt. We went to the Camden Market. If you've never been there, it is just this like amazing outdoor market. They were playing like Morrissey, The Cure, like it was just 90s London punk. I was like in heaven. So the only shop that I was in love with was called Ethnopunk. And I walked in there, middle-aged, like suburban mom, 
And the coolness factor of this entire place went down by like 90%. And there were just like, you know, half of your head was shaved, but this part was turquoise. Like the, I don't know what they're called. The big holes in your earlobes. Gauges. Gauges. Mm -hmm. There was so much piercing, so much tattoos. These guys were clearly way cooler than me. And I came in with my husband and my teenage boys and they were like, oh God, what is she going to buy? And so I bought this and another shirt. Oh, it's really cute. I love it. And they, they, you know what? They were really nice. They weren't as judgy as I thought they I were going to be. I don't think, I think we assume all kinds of things about people's appearances that are not true. So what would this say about me and my appearance? I think it would say that you're a little risque, that you are going back in your days to First Avenue and being a club okay. kid. That's right, which I didn't even, first of all, this was all news to me as well. We've had a, a few blasts from the past. The episode that probably now has like aired a couple of weeks ago was my prom date, right? I like know, Eric. Eric. Yep. And so he was a really nice guy. There was nothing romantic in case anyone was wondering. We were just totally platonic hmm. friends. I don't know that you remember much about those days. That's real. It was real. And then this amazing guy who is another high school buddy, Josh, has been helping us a ton. We got yeah. to pick his brain. Yep. He's the director of like a local, I don't know, creative strategies, marketing. Super cool. He's been showing us around our own city. Like, we have the cutest I do actually city. know where he took us yesterday, but... No, it only came into existence. Okay, that's true, two Talia. Days ago. We'll let your reality be the reality. But yeah, so clearly everyone remembers me in high school as this, like, grungy club kid. And Who so knew? when you ask what I think of that t-shirt with the tears and rips in it, mm -hmm. that is what I think about. I think that's exactly right. I think that's I'm the, a middle-aged club kid. You're a middle-aged club kid and you're going to start wearing gauges and expanding those holes in your ears and maybe yeah. some nose piercing. Um, I have a nose piercing. Oh. Actually, I, did, I forgot about that. I forget that I have that. Oh, it's so tiny. And I got it when I was 19 at some, like, traveling wow. carnival. It was, like, some, like, potato and pin situation. I had um, I had an earring at one point, and then I took it out, and I'm not sure why. It just wasn't my thing. I like tattoos, though, as people know. So How are you managing to look into the camera when I'm literally right here? I feel like I'm having a conversation with you, and you're looking at someone else. All I think of is, where is Waldo, and where is Talia? <laughs> That is, I'm not, I know you're like six like, inches from me. There you are. <laughs> so oh, I actually God. recommended that we go back to our separate spaces. I know you and Talia was like, times. no way. No, no I need to me. smell you and feel you and yeah. be around you. But you know what? It's not going to be fun if you're not looking at me. I love that you continuously look at me and I don't. Like, What's happening? You know what? This is very apropos because today we're talking about first dates. Oh, and if we were on one, I don't know that there would be a second. I know. I'm like, no, I mean, seriously, Doug, look at me. <laughs> did you get uncomfortable when I did that? Yes. For those of you who are just listening, we did look at each other. We're like maybe 12 inches from each other. Wait, do you guys know that we're on YouTube? They might. Not. I think people know we're on YouTube. We also learned Tube. something yesterday from my buddy Josh. There's huh? something that we're not doing. It's called CTA. It's that wasn't Josh. That was Allie. A call to action. 
Allie. Allie talked about that. Yep. You guys, we have so, the best budding team. It's we like are not fine.com has our current editor who is an amazing, amazing person yes, who does all of our Alex. work. Alex, we love mm-hmm. him so much. We are adding to our podcast family and team and we anticipate Allie will be our new social media person, but she looked just briefly and noticed that we were talking about no, there were no descriptions on some of our, our podcast episodes. So yeah, we're, those are called show notes. I think we're going to oh, figure all that out. Okay. Yeah. We're like building the plane while we're soaring, but it's also kind of fun. It is. And we were also made very aware that we've done very little marketing. So we're so grateful for the thousands of people yeah, who thanks, have viewed guys. our podcast. It's pretty amazing. It is. It's really fun. And we're oh, just beginning. But the so we're call to action. So clearly we have not been doing any calls to action. But if you haven't watched us on YouTube, yeah. apparently not only can you watch us, but you can also like and subscribe if you go on just spotify or apple you also follow subscribe do all the things you guys probably know more about this than we do and our social media profiles if you go to dr talia jackson or douglas l jensen with an en you'll find us follow us. We post, well, right now we've only been like posting these cute little clips and reels once a week, Yeah. but we are going to try new things. Like we've got some things up our sleeve. It's up my sleeve. These people who are like in the know about social media or like how podcast marketing goes and branding, it has been enlightening to say the least. And because we are therapists in our full-time jobs, we just don't kind of think that way. And I am not very... Like we met with these people about my my buddy Jeff and his friend John and our friend Darren was here to kind of support us in this process this morning. We spent hours <laughs> learning about cameras and audio, microphones visual. and audio and all this sort of thing. I just blank out. I don't yeah. I don't have any space in my head to add more of that technology. We were both limping towards the starting line. Which was recording this, yeah, which yep. what I realize is we started out with two out of 10 on our energy scale, but just getting into it um, is really fun. And I'm already feeling all that energy coming back. Wow. Our fantasy is that we just get to show up together, press a button and start recording so that we're like fresh because we're so much funnier and smarter when we're fresh. Are we? I think, I I think, well, (laughs) I think we should ask if you really are, but I will affirm that, yes, you're funny and you're witty and insightful. But I'm the only one who has access to the emails now. Oh yeah, emails. Contact at We're Not Fine. And we want to know your feedback. Who's funnier? No, we don't want to compete about funnier. Who has funnier anecdotal stories? Who interrupts more? Who's more histrionic? Oh, who has ADHD? Yeah, we both own our shit. That's what's really, really pretty amazing about us. Because either you spelk around and you're embarrassed and then you get defensive or you own it like a badge of honor and then it's your superpower and you get to like lead all conversations with it. I like that you reframe our issues or challenges as a superpower. And I think there's probably some truth to that. 
I think that the only thing anyone can agree on about this podcast what is, is that you're looking at me and I'm not looking at you. Yeah, it's really rude. Like I am not asking you on a second date. I don't <laughs> Is that we're we're fun. We have fun together. We like each other. And I would have to disclose that I like men. So But you except for me. Except for you. I I would I'm your work wife. I yes, ma'am. Yeah, I accept that. I love that. Yep, yep, yep. I love women too. She really does. I do, I do. I do. Um, should we do this? This Like an episode, maybe? We're doing pet peeves. Like first date oh pet peeves. How do you know if this is not going to work? So we have a couple of pet peeves that we just want to talk about. We also would love to know what your thoughts are. Yeah. And then we have a really like a juicy general question. A that... juice, a juice box question. So this is what I think about that. So first of all, like even when you say that, like a million things come to mind. And this is where we'd love to hear from you. Again, on Instagram, on our website, you know, uh, uh, with contact us. I don't know what the email is Talia does. contact at we're not fine.com and that's a call to action like CTA. we would really love to hear from you about what pet peeves or bad dates you've had oh my god bad dates are my favorite because they would be afraid but yeah if it's sure. a it, you know what it just makes a good story people love hearing about horrible dates at least I yeah do. i've heard well i've had some by the way as a single dude i've had some bad dates um and i know what my pet peeves are which are maybe not fair. Like I would say that one of my biggest pet peeves is for people, you know, when people don't really know what they're looking for. Like, so what are you looking for in a, in a, in a date? Like, are you looking to date someone casually? Are you looking for an open, uh, ethically non-monogamous or ENM relationship? Are you looking for a polyamorous relationship? Are you looking for monogamous? What are you looking for? And I think when people say, I'm not sure, I'm always like, okay, I mean, go figure that out then. And then come back and let me know because I'm kind of clear on where I'm at. So here's my question. Because I feel like a lot of people go into dating feeling like I don't want this, but then they meet someone. Like even like I've I've heard of people be like, I don't want kids except for if it were with the exact right person that I could picture. Or like I I'm a maybe on all of these things unless it was the right person. So maybe they're just waiting for the right person to determine that. Maybe. Although I might say, even in that situation, if somebody, you know, that's, that's, by the way, I would call that knowing what you're looking for. Like I'm open to the right connection if it were to happen. But if, you know, the person like looks at somebody and they're like, we'd make beautiful babies. And I'm feeling very much like, I want to have children's with you. (laughs) um, I would say, you know, be a little cautious about that because that's a big jump from not wanting children or being clear in what you wanted before the date. So I don't know. That's a tricky one. Um, but you know, I also want to say like, what other, I'm going to let you take one. Like what's another pet peeve that you've heard about? People who are like rude to servers. Ooh. Yeah. People who are like you, they're really nice to you, but then they turn around and they're kind of a jackass to the people serving them. Um, loud chewers, bad table manners. If you don't know, if you don't know how to use a fork and knife correctly, I don't know. That might be a pet peeve or just like if someone's like, like smacking. So, like, have some good table manners. Like, not to eat with the queen, but just, like, to not embarrass yourself. I would say probably the thing I hear most from people is when someone just talks about themselves. Oh, yes. And right? don't, don't ask a single question about the person that they're with. 
which it's funny. I've been on one of those dates and I remember the dude was like just talking nonstop about himself and then asked me which car he, which car, which type of car I drove. And I'm like, and then started touching me um, oh. in the elevator and, you know, saying this was, yeah, anyway, I could go on and on. But I don't if you were disclose. into him, would that have been different? Well, I, I got to be honest, we stayed friends for a long time. We didn't date any further because that's not really what I was looking for. But we were friends for a very long time until we ran into some political differences of opinion Ew. that were pretty, pretty much deal breakers for me to even have as a friend. Um, huh. I also want to say, like, I hear from a lot of women in particular who have said, they don't want to hear about killing animals. They don't want to hear about hunting stories. They don't necessarily want to hear, you know, and I know a lot of women who are sports fans, so it's not necessarily across the board. My dear friend, Sue, is a baseball fan. Uh, I know people who are hockey fans. Uh, one of our previous guests, Eric, uh, his wife was a Stillwater hockey gal. Go ponies, again. Uh, but I would say, you know, so there's a lot of people into a lot of different sports, but talking too much about sports, talking too much about hunting and killing animals... There are some people who don't find that very appetizing, particularly in an eating experience. If somebody is really into those things, I think they should a thousand percent talk about them. But here yeah. is the key to unlock the dating universe. <clears throat> are you ready? I am ready. Read the room. So like if you start a conversation about hunting. Yeah. And someone is like asking you questions and really curious and, oh, I'm from a family of hunters and these are the guns and this is what we, whatever. There's someone who might be a little more interested, but if you see someone's eyes glaze over, that's your cue to just be like, okay, we don't have this in common. That does not mean that we're not a good match. It might mean that she is not going to, or he or whomever is the hunter and isn't, that there it's not compatible but it does mean that those conversations are going to land like a ton of bricks and not be really fun and interesting for both of you. So yeah, read the room, which our next episode that we're going to record is all about reading body language and how do you know if they're into you or not. Yeah, I was going to say there's a whole other opposite category of like, People who, when you know the data is going well, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that another time because that's a big topic as well. Were you going to finish that sentence? No. Well? Was that not was a, that a Did I not finish? Yeah, I'm not going to finish because you know I, I, that's a, I, I don't think either our producer friend or our social media person called that a teaser, but I think that's a teaser. Oh, it was like, like I can't wait to talk the about The fluffer? That. The edger? No, no. Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to do it. I'm wow. diving in. Pet peeve number one, peeps. So this is a mailbag. It's a mailbag. Yeah. Which we love. We just can't Can you say mailbag again? Mailbag. You say biag. You called my voice shrill. I almost punched oh. you in the face. You're so lucky not to have been punched in the face. Ah. I can't to. believe you are bringing this up. <clears throat> <laughs> we this have some unresolved issues, so we're going we're gonna to let Talia have some also time. Way too caffeinated right now. Uh, I feel good. My date showed up 30 minutes late without a reason or an apology. And so I said, this isn't going to work out. And I just turned around and left. He says, basically, I matched with a girl on Hinge. And after what felt like pulling teeth, finally planned a first date. I show up on time and I text her I'm here. She immediately replies saying she's going to be 12 minutes late without an apology or excuse. Half an hour later, 
she finally shows up and I say, you're 30 minutes late. I don't think this is going to work. And I turned around and left. She texted me saying, dang, sorry, I had trouble finding parking. Glad we found out earlier that we don't mesh well. He says, did I do the right thing? I think he's having some regrets. It's good to ask ourselves these questions. Yeah, yep. He says, I truly believe we have to value our time and ourselves. And by staying, it basically enables people to disrespect you. He says, I really do value punctuality, independent of dating, but I'm actually a pretty easygoing person for the most part. But being late is my biggest pet peeve. Imagine showing up 30 minutes late to a job interview, let alone without a good explanation. How late is too late? I feel like 30 minutes is pretty forgiving. Should I have just texted her and left instead? I felt like if I stuck it through, it would have been a waste of time because the vibe was already off. And I already knew I certainly wasn't going to ask her on a second date. Okay, so I have, I have like two really, really big comments <laughs> about this. First of all, I dated a dude from Brazil for a while and it was just well known that he was going to be late to every event. And he said, that's what we do in my country. Like, we're always late. We don't necessarily show up on time at all, which I it's found like kind of an interesting sort of like cultural experience. But I believed him. Whatever. I don't know. Um, so here's the deal, though. This is what I would have told you. And I don't know that you gave us a name. So I'm going to call you Melvin. Um, <laughs> I know why you said that. Why? Because you are assuming that Melvin is like... On the spectrum, an engineer and has glasses with tape. Oh my goodness. I know what you're doing, Doug. Talia, <laughs> I, one of my favorite, I don't even know what to say because I don't even know uh, a Melvin. I don't know that I know a Melvin in my life. So Do you I think don't... he has OCD? Oh, boy, are you like. I'm over caffeinated and I can't believe you're sitting right next to me. This is like. <laughs> my so energy is coming off on you. Well, that's why I'm not looking at you because I am so focused on this dude. So yeah, if you want to adore me, can you come closer into my screen? God, I knew you'd pant when I was close to you. I was breathing. Down Here's what I want to say to this guy that I'm going to call Melvin. Mel. Mel. We'll just go Mel. Melly. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. No, not Melly. I'm going to take a few deep breaths <laughs> and calm myself down. Anyway, so here's what I want to say. So here's what I would say, Mel. First of all, it's it's not safe to assume anything about this experience. So I'm always someone I can, I can tell you which clients of mine will laugh when I say, be curious, right? Like be curious that. about what that person has going on. Like when they come in say, so I got to tell you something like this is about sharing who you are. So Mel, I would say if I had a recommendation for this, I might've said, and you know, you could do this on a second date if you so choose to do this. I don't think it's a deal breaker. I think this person has no clue that being 30 minutes late or 15 minutes later than they say they're going to be there. I don't think they have any clue that this is necessarily your deal breaker. And so it's really important to maybe talk a little bit like, so I got to let you know, I'm a little agitated right now because you said you were going to be 12 minutes late. You're now 30 minutes late. I do not, I do not do well with people who say one thing and then do another, which by the way mm -hmm. is my thing. Like if you say something to me, I expect you to mean it. I expect you to follow through on it. I expect so transparent, honest, dialogue is so meaningful to me. So I appreciate that she gave you a 12 minute and I do wish she'd have said, now I can't find parking. I will be right there because I would be, if I were her and I was late, I would be concerned that you were like not going to stick around because some people might not, but I would say, give, give the person some experience about you. Like, just let them know. I don't do well with 
late people. It's one of my pet peeves. It's one of my biggest issues about relationships. Can you tell me what happened? And if she said, I will tell you what happened. My mother is in the hospital and she called. I didn't want to get into it, but I am 12 minutes late because of that phone call. I found it more important to understand what, you know, was what she was being treated for from her urgent care visit or whatever it is. Um, and then she could say, and parking sucked. And I think that's fair because I think it sometimes happens. However, if she knows, by the way, then if she knows that this is a pet peeve of yours and a deal breaker, next time she can do something different. Next time she can say, I'm going to leave a half hour early and I'm going to make sure that if I need to call somebody or talk to somebody, I do it in my car. So I really think there's, I'm always big on, you know, communication is the key word here. Um, if you can communicate about that stuff and make sure that they know what's going on for you, I don't think you should have just jumped to conclusions. That would have been my recommendation. If you were my client, I would have said, give them the benefit of the doubt, see what was going on for them, check it out, be clear in what your expectations are moving forward and see where it goes. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. I also, I, I have a lot of different feelings about this because a part of me feels like that is really rude and disrespectful to show up 30 minutes late. It's not ideal. Without right. an excuse or an apology or even an apology, but no excuse. Maybe the apology is like, I completely lost track of time or I couldn't find the right shoes or whatever. I mean, whatever it was, just like when you're showing up late, you should assume that you're already not starting off on the best foot and that someone is probably sitting around already a little agitated unless they're Brazilian. <laughs> because maybe maybe that is just like, oh, this isn't a thing. But it, I feel like it's a thing for a lot of people. People feel disrespected when you're late, but also... I think coming five minutes late is fine. 10 if you're really struggling with parking. But I think at a certain point, if you're running late, it is, it does. There are red flags around like, I'm not good at managing time. I don't respect other people's time. I um, am not really that functional of an adult. I don't know. Like, I never find my way because I don't know how to use GPS. I don't know. It signals a lot of things that are potentially ongoing issues sure. in a person's like character. Yeah. But also, I'm worried about Mel because he didn't even give her a chance to like say anything. Basically, he was so agitated by the time yeah. she got there, he didn't even wait to hear what happened because yeah. what he said is my vi the vibe was already off. There was no way to recover. So what I am wondering is, is there a way, Mel, for you to recover, bounce back, be a little resilient, be curious, just like Doug said, um, and just figure out what it is. Because what if it is some random fluke or what if she is not amazing at showing up on time, but she is the most lovely, warm, interesting, beautiful person. Give people a chance. You just never, you never know. But I guess we are talking about pet peeves. Some things are a deal breaker. Well, except that you don't, you know, I don't think that it's fair to the other person to not identify what your deal breakers are without explaining them. I, I think right. to assume that that person can read your mind or that they, and you know, I get it. Like there are things that would absolutely be deal breakers that I don't think you have to necessarily disclose to somebody. But again, in a late situation like this, I might give someone the benefit of the doubt to say, 
So is this like how you always are? Are you somebody who, you know, like if you walk into her apartment and there's clutter everywhere and clothes everywhere and dishes are dirty, which are probably in my sink right now, um, I might say, you know, you can certainly <laughs> say, wow, this is like kind of bugging me and triggering me a little bit. Like it's all about letting somebody know who you are, what's important to you. I'm also going to go to her response, by the way. So she kind of gave up a little quickly. It felt like she was kind of saying, well, I'm glad we know now. But don't um, you think he was kind of a jerk? Well, uh, I mean, he basically, he wasn't like, I don't think this is going to work. He's like, see ya. And she was like, geez. Yeah. I don't know if somebody, if I was, if I was a half hour late for a date and I had let somebody know I'm running late and then I probably would have said, now I can't find parking. I will be there as quickly as I can. And you would have probably said, I'm so sorry. I would have said, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I would, I'm sorry for, I'll buy you a drink or whatever it is. Right. Um, Or I'll buy dinner. I don't know. So maybe it would have been that easy. I think it would have been that easy. And so she kind of gave up too. And I think, you know, but maybe it was how you approached it. Like, we're not going to have a second date because you're late. That does feel a little rigid to me. But also maybe Mel really does know himself and that is just not an acceptable pairing. But here's the problem. If she if she came and said, my pet peeve is somebody who gives no allowance to people for being yeah. human. Um, I, you know, obviously that's not going to work so much, but right. you would need to know that, Mel, from her. So I'm really just big on like, nobody can know who we are unless you want to do it ahead of time. Like maybe this is your learning experience, Mel, to be able to tell your next date. So just FYI, I'm going to be upfront about this. Being late is a really huge pet peeve of mine. Can you please be on time? That might have been yeah, you something know that you learned from this. I wouldn't have gone out with a guy who said that. That that would be like dead in the water. I probably wouldn't either because... I would immediately yeah. sniff out rigidity? OCD, rigidity. I However, like if it. I was going on a date with a surgeon, I want them to have some OCD, right? So That's I want them to be like detail-oriented. My surgeon is so good, actually. My real surgeon who did both of my shoulders. Okay, but that's um, different than dating one. Like there, I tell people all the time, like these are your, you know, um, your gifts and your skills that make, you know, that's why they pay you the big bucks, Sure. but that is not useful or helpful in a relationship. Okay. Mal, I don't know. I mean, you know, you think? I can handle some OCD. I can handle a whole bunch of things actually. Well, I can handle OCD if they're keeping our house really clean, but not if they're criticizing my loosey-goosey way of being in the world. That would not be a good fit. Which, darling, you have some loosey-goosey to you. Right. So I have to, I mean, and poor Rob. Poor, poor Rob. But you know what? I don't enjoy people thinking that that's a flaw. I was just going to say, Talia, <laughs> you're a beautiful person and you're a lovely person and you know your stuff and you know what Do works enjoy, and doesn't work. I enjoy And you accept me. that you have a shrill voice and you have, <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have the voice of a songbird <laughs> on a summer's day. I love you, Talia. I believe that that I, I meant. I, what did you say? I said, I love you. I love you too. I said I, it literally right in your ear. I love you. Can you get closer? What so, do we want to tell Mel? Because I, I want to have... tell Mel that if you have any, like, this is the other piece that I want to say. If there was some interaction with this person that you were going on a date with where you had some, you did have some spark, you had some chemistry, you had a sense of like, I think we're a good fit in many ways. I might say, you know what? I think I might have overreacted. Are you open to going on a date? Now, I, I should have let you know ahead of time that, you know, if you're going to be 12 minutes late, I'm I'm done. 
or a half hour late, I'm done. Who like, I just can't do that. that guy? Seriously. Well, I don't okay, know. But that's not I the mean, advice that we're giving to you, Mel. Mel. But I, you know, I'm going to tell you guys something. If I went on a date with someone and they said they supported any, any political candidate who wasn't supportive of just like basic, basic human rights, which is like the easiest of situations from where I sit. I just think there's nothing to it. Like we should all be treating other people as we'd like to be treated. And anyone who doesn't do that is not going to be in my life as a friend or a, a date. Yeah. But you so. would probably figure that out before you got to that first date. I don't know. But so, if they go ahead. Well, the advice that I might give both of them, if you're listening is Mel, maybe think about the rigidity and think about, you know, if you had a little bit of confidence in your own ability to bounce back, give the person a chance, give them the benefit of the doubt, see if it's a good fit otherwise. And if that is something that might be able to be adjusted yeah. also, we can't ever expect someone to change. We can't date them and hope that they're going to be a different person for us. But if they had no idea that something was that yeah, important to you, yeah. they very well might at least try. But also for those of you that tend to be running 15 to 30 minutes late, um, you might want to consider the fact that some people really, it's pretty common for people to feel like every minute that goes by, they're feeling disrespected and that you are not managing time. Well, you don't value their time. That's real. I agree. I mean, there's, there is a big part of this and I, I'm not even willing to say that you're necessarily Mel rigid. I don't know. Like, I think there's so many different qualities that people are looking for, especially when you go on a date like I'm, I really, I'm very clear. Like I got to like how you look. I got to like how you smell. I got to like how you feel. I got to like the vibe between us. There's got to be this organic experience. And my expectations are probably not very realistic at this point in my life that a lot of people will meet those. You know, I've, I've gone on a lot of dates when I was single about, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago. Um, I went on like 20, 30 dates in one year. And I was really, really quickly kind of learning, all right, so here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. And that was just my own process of getting to know who I was. But this kind of like, you know, I don't know what this late thing is for you. And if there's some underlying, like, I don't know, your your mom or dad was late for pickup at daycare and you ended up feeling very scared and alone. I don't know what the origins of this are for you. You are such a therapist, but that is like, of course, what I was thinking as well. I mean, right. Like or what is the like origin of this? A disrespect trigger is also like, maybe it's just like, if I feel disrespected, which yeah. also like, not sure I want to date that guy, but I want to wish him the best of luck. And yeah, maybe just, maybe just think about like, is there some bounce back that that can happen there and maybe give someone a chance, even if it isn't the best fit, you would still learn a lot from each date. I think that's very true. I also will say Mel, that I agree too with the piece about like, I'm not so sure if I were her, I'm not sure I'd give you a second chance. Cause you just like cut me off at the knees and didn't even ask for an explanation or any sort of like communication and, and, and discussion about it toward a compromise, right? And by the way, I'm not going to be someone who's always on time. I live 30 miles east of the Twin Cities. And so for me, I don't ever know what traffic is going to be. I've got a weird detour on, you know, getting onto the highway and interstate. And I always forget it. So I'm 10 minutes late to every morning. Yeah, he would um, not date you. He wouldn't date me. So Mel, not, not a chance. Good, but I would also be able to explain that to you. And hopefully you'd know, like, overall, I'm a pretty responsible person. So I say, you know, in the future... I don't know that you need to jump to the deal breaker. 
So, good luck, Mel, and <laughs> and maybe you know you learn from this, so you let the new future dates know that they need to let you know. Yeah, it sounds gonna... it sounds really important. I do too. So we have another mailbag, Talia. We do. Who's another this? one. Who is this going to be? Well, and we don't have a name on this one either. So I'm going to read it though. It's, I am twenty. She's a woman. Oh. This we know. Do we? Oh. How do we know this? Um. Because I just made it up. I don't know. Maybe it's not a woman. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see any she on this. Um, I'm just going to read this, right? So I am 29. Actually, I'm going to say, let's call this person, um, <laughs> Sean, because it could be male or female. Oh, okay. I am 29 and single about to turn 30. Very similar to you and I. Yes. Lately, I've been going out with a lot of men who tell me they want to chill and vibe for a few weeks or months before they get into a relationship. So much of my 20s were wasted on men like that. I went on a date with someone two nights ago who told me that he wasn't looking to get into a serious relationship straight away, just that he wanted to meet someone and go on adventures together to see if they were compatible, and that he enjoyed being single. Hmm. I enjoy being single too, but that's because I get a lot of time alone. I get that time alone. I don't want to waste it with someone who isn't ready for a serious relationship anymore. <clears throat> Pretty good insight on yourself. Right. So I told him immediately after the date that I didn't want to see him again. He told me that he was shocked and that I should see him again. I said, no, thanks. Am, <laughs> am I being too harsh? Ugh. What? Okay, so Sean, I although I totally get it, right? I mean, you're clearly, this is what I don't understand. You're clearly... You know what you're looking for. You're looking for a companion that is more serious, more committed, right. someone long-term. But the question is, do we know that these chill and vibe guys, is that a chill and vibe at the beginning to get to know each other? Or is that a long-term goal is I'm not really looking for that Ever. I'm just looking for a light and fluffy situationship. I feel like that ages us. I don't think people say that anymore, but that's the yeah, question. I but I think it's a really important question. So that first date, if you are wondering if that's a compatible vibe or not, definitely put out there. I like to chill and vibe to get to know each other, but I am 100% certain that what I'm looking for is a longer term companion. I want a relationship. I want to grow old with someone, whether or not you want to have kids that might be important to talk about um, because maybe someone is not wanting to have kids, but they would like to have a companionship. Um, it's, I don't know. These are really important questions. I feel like it's too soon to tell. I also want to say this. I agree with that. I think I think that, you know, it sounds like you know you want a serious, long-term relationship. Like, it is not wrong to say that. I want to say that it, it might be compatible to meet up with someone who might have that same end goal, but maybe not the same timeline as you. Right. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people that go on dates and they don't know what they want. And that's, by the way, just again, a pet peeve. Like, I think... I think people who are like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know. Do I want a relationship? Do I want what kind of relationship? I think sometimes we do form that over time. But in this particular case, I also might say that you can say, 
I really long-term, I want a serious long-term relationship. Like I want this to be monogamous. I want this to be whatever. Um, and he gets to say, so I might want the same thing, but right. I, my organic way of getting there, which I'm kind of big on the organic piece of this, mm. like chemistry and a developing relationship should really take its time to simmer and kind of show up where it does and, and, and really just be uh, this very natural organic growth to something. There doesn't have to be this weird sort of like, um, no, I don't want to say weird. There doesn't have to be this clear outcome necessarily, because the truth is, even if he said, I want a serious long-term relationship as well, you two might find in six months that you're not compatible about something or that the relationship is not growing in that direction. So you both might be at the same place, but he just talks about it differently. Right. It might be semantics. It might be a it way. Be. And also what I wonder is if a lot of people say that they don't want anything serious, is it because they haven't met the right person? Is it because maybe there's some fear around intimacy? Is it because they're in a place in their lives where they just really want to keep all options open? Yeah. But is there also, is this like a, is there a generation of, I don't know, is it mostly men or is there a generation of people that are like, I don't even understand why people even get married or have one partner or like, I just want to be open forever and yeah. just see how that goes. I seriously think Talia, what we need to do at some point is get a little bit of the younger crowd on from mm -hmm. Gen Z in particular, but also millennials. I, you know, mm. I think there's a lot of millennials who feel like we kind of ruined it for them. Like our generation and I, I, I admit, you know, I came out later after my marriage to a woman. And so I left that marriage. I think both of my kids, of course, have an experience of being from a divorce, even though my ex-wife and I are, are dear friends and we support each other and we've traveled together with our kids, et cetera. Um, and we work together on behalf of them. The truth of the matter is, you know, that we are divorced. And I think that is a hard thing for people. Um, and so, and it, it involved other people coming in and coming out and, living in different houses or living sometimes in the same house. I mean, we did a lot of different things to make this work. Not all of them were great for my kids. So I want to say that, you know, when you, when you set out for this sort of experience, it doesn't always turn out the way that you want, but you have to like do the best you can to communicate as openly and honestly as you, as you can each, right. each step of the way. I also want to say that his comment about like, I like, I like being single. Um, I will tell you at this point in my life, I, I totally resonate mm -hmm. with that. But, you know, I recently found myself in a situation thinking about, like, would I consider a relationship? What kind of relationship would I consider after having some discussion with someone in my life? And I found myself open to something, but it wasn't a more traditional monogamous relationship that I probably would be at all interested in. So it's interesting as we age and as we develop and as we find our circumstances differently. I don't think that would have worked for me when I was raising kids because I needed structure and I needed Mm. a more consistent schedule, but boy, now the world is my oyster. I know. So. I, I mean, I really love that way of thinking about it too, yeah. of like, you could actually be in a committed relationship where you make all of the rules. If you're not someone who has That's high right. emotional, high relationship needs, or if you are just someone who's like, you know what, I would love to travel with you. I'd love to go out with you, but I don't think we should live together because I treasure my own quiet yeah. time in my own head. You could create that and you could find that. Because all you have to do is put out, 
put it out there what you're looking for and someone else is probably into the same thing oh my god hi are you in this room with me um so then the i feel her looking at me by the way i am i'm always looking at you it's so weird that you're not looking at me i mean i feel annoyed with you I appreciate that you can let me know. I'm sorry you're feeling annoyed. Mm. I don't I know that so I'm going to change my behavior. I Thank feel you. heard but not seen. Oh. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> God, I'm so funny. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking to when you say you guys? Like oh. all of our audience? Yeah. Okay, My great. friends. Oh. They get me. They totally get me. Oh, boy. Okay, okay. so this third and final. Ooh. This is really interesting because I think we are talking to the guy that the the middle guy is talking about. He's a chill and vibe oh. only. Okay. And so he is asking. Okay. And I'm going to call him. What are we calling him? We should come up with this before we like record because we can never, we like ran out of names. No, I didn't. I came up with Melvin right away. I'm gonna I came up with Sean. Chester. I, Chester. I am curious about that, that name choice, but I'm not going to, I'm not even going to ask. Chester. It's my father-in-law and many oh, cats. Oh, that's very sweet. I also think that there's, I him. when I take road trips, I find, I think there's a Chester's Burgers or something. No, Checkers. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to guess because I don't know myself this way. So this is what Chester said. Chester. He says, is it stupid to try to date girls if I don't have the end girl of end girl end goal of ever creating a family or having kids? Right. This is just what we were talking about. So he says, what's your take on this? I feel I'm much happier on my own. I eat whatever and whenever I want. I watch whatever film I want to watch whenever I want to. I travel wherever I want to whenever I want to. So I don't like being constrained by anyone. Also, I hate huge responsibilities like raising kids, being with one person forever. I feel like I want to spend my 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, in case I'm blessed to live that long, focusing on spiritual things and mm. relationship okay. and a relationship with God, etc. Okay. But the thing is, I have the vibrant, youthful energy at the time, at the time being, in the time being. That's a pet peeve, I bet, Grandma. Not you. You're great. You're great. I'll just, I probably wrote it wrong. Um, and I still long for being with someone for love and romance at the current phase of my life. So I'm clearly not a typical family-oriented husband candidate type of guy. Is it selfish of me to still want to get into a relationship with a girl when I see a cute, attractive girl? Chester. Um, it kind of goes along with everything we've said. The goal is to be as self-aware of yourself and be able to communicate that directly and openly at the onset of any sort of dating experience. You don't want to be misinterpreting yourself. You don't want to miscommunicate. You don't want to misrepresent uh, is the word I'm really looking for there. You don't want to misrepresent yourself. So Chester, I would say by all means, you get to date. By all means, there are casual daters. You know, again, one of the things I'm just so loving, I know people, you know, really despise apps in so many ways, but one of the things I love about the apps we have available to us who are, you know, in this single part of our life or even, a you know, a partnered part of our life is that we get to choose. Like we get to choose how we live and what lifestyle we want. And so Chester, I applaud you for being aware 
I want to focus on my own spiritual growth. I want to, I want to be able to eat and eat when and what and anything else that, you know, that I want. I find myself in the same boat. I want to be able to travel to my kids in LA and Chicago where they live free of like having to navigate that or negotiate that. I want to design my home the way I want to design it. Um, the person who's helping us with our cameras and lighting is my buddy Jeff, who's also my contractor and does all of my housework. I mean, the work on my house. So I would say, I love that you know yourself, but that doesn't preclude you mm -hmm. from dating. Dates can be fun. Dates can be for some people just a really good time and they don't want to necessarily take it into any serious place. But dating can be fun for some people who just really want a companion with for a movie or a music festival or travel or whatever it is, uh, dinner, out, whatever it is. And there's a lot of people who want casual sex in addition to that. So, Chester, I applaud you for knowing yourself. So, no, it is not wrong of you. You are, as long as you're being honest about who you are and what you want and, and how you want to go about dating, I think you're doing the right thing. I think you've got it. And then that person gets to choose, by the way. Like, I honestly would not go on a date with someone who said, I want a long-term, serious, monogamous relationship. It's not going to be where I, my head is at at this point in the game. Maybe in five years. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. But for now, that's not it. So... I love, Chester, that you know yourself. And I again, don't be afraid of telling people what you really look for. You may not have a lot of people interested in this more casual dating experience, but you'll find out there are people, there are women who want that same thing. So. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this at all as long as you lead with it. If you right. lead with just want to put out there and you might even want to do that, I don't know, before the first date, I feel like someone should know because not only should you want to know how someone feels about that in case you want to just save everyone some time and not waste that first date if the other person's looking for, you know, family and uh, an immediate marriage or, you know, where, whatever yeah. that is, but yeah. also giving them a chance to be like, hmm, I don't know if that's going to work for me. That might not be a good fit for me. Totally agree with Doug. It's completely legitimate. I actually feel like you've thought about this. This doesn't necessarily sound like an intimacy issue as much as it is like you've got lower than average, whatever that means, like relationship needs. You would love to have, sounds like a friend with benefits. Yeah, maybe. But what I'm wondering is if you might want to be thinking about what is it exactly are you thinking about what relationships mean? Because if you're thinking about, oh, well, I don't want to have to, even making plans with someone is challenging to me because I want to do what I want to do, how I want to do it. And I'm not really good with any sort of partnership or communication around me not doing exactly what I want to do. Then I might say that that's going to be an issue in any sort of relationship, even a friendship. Like if there's no sure. give and take, yeah. if it's always like, well, if you can fit into my life that I'm moving 150 miles an hour, either you're on board or you're not because I'm totally fine with or without you, it might, no matter who you're dating, it might make them feel really kind of insignificant and like you really don't care how they feel about anything. One really important piece too that I want to put out there is that many of us did not grow up with anything outside of a monogamous traditional like marriage or relationship. Right. And so we've internalized all kinds of things about what it means to go outside of that norm. 
And I think people have stigma about that, both internal and external. And so my hope is that our culture can really open up our minds to the, the reality that not one method works for everybody. Um, I actually had somebody recently say, you know, marriage is overrated. Um, and I don't know that that's true because I think everybody has different ways of being in the world. And I think if you make a really good choice, you can have a great marriage with somebody. I'm a firm believer in marriage. I'm also a firm believer in doing whatever you want to do. Yes. As long as you're honest about what that is. I am absolutely 100% opposed to people lying about who they are, agreeing to things that they don't want to do. I don't think it's helpful to betray your trust that you have in whatever contract of a relationship you have. So I really think one of the things to overcome, and maybe it's something that you're dealing with, like, do I even deserve to date women is how I'm going to, you know, almost paraphrase your question. The truth is, Chester, of course you do, mm -hmm. but you get to be honest about that and have no shame or embarrassment about who it is that you are and That's where right. it is that you're at and what you want out of your life. I just really love how you describe, you know, the focus. I'm I'm delighted to hear that you have this journey, you know, spiritually going on for you mm -hmm. because you know what you want out of this life. Have at it. I love so, it. And yeah. this is literally, I think you couldn't have summed it up better. That is our brand. We've been being at, because we're yeah. having all of these fabulous meetings with these brilliant people. Yeah. And I think that what it comes down to is our brand. Like our message is we want you to be so comfortable in your skin, be unapologetically you, but not unapologetic in that I am what I am, like Popeye style, I not doing my own work. We want you to be doing your work. Yeah. We want you to be self-aware, but unapologetically in love with yourself so that you can just show up as you are and know I'm not a great fit for everyone, but I'm the perfect fit for a small handful of people who not only are they going to tolerate me, but they're going to celebrate me which doesn't mean that you're not going to have to negotiate things that are really important to your partner. But that's the goal, right? It's just like show up like you are enough. Yeah. You are perfect just the way you are. And of course, there's always room for improvement. No, that's totally it. And, you know, going back to the four C's that I developed, chemistry, communication, compromise, and commitment, no matter what it is that you need, I mean, I think all of those four will always apply. And once you get to that place of communicating openly and honestly about who you are, what you're looking for, where you're at in your life, and hopefully find that place of, you know, finding somebody. If you want somebody, you don't have to need anybody, by the That's way. Right. The other thing I want to say is it's okay to not be with somebody. We have this really internalized thing. Like we all need people. Like I even, you know, I was watching I, one of the things I do, and I'm not sure why I do this, but I love the hoarders show. And so I watch it. <laughs> um, and I really just, I don't know. I'm just kind of fascinated with so many pieces of that sort of anxiety uh, related disorder and behavior. But, you know, there's always this thing like, you know, clean your house so that you can have people come to it. And I want to say, I want to scream at the TV, you know, don't generalize that everybody wants someone in their house. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do it that way. We have such stigma and such pressure, I think, to be like with somebody or it's coupled true. or partnered. And a lot of us really appreciate our alone time. Okay. Not that I don't enjoy companionship because I do. And I'm grateful to the people in my life. But, you know, I think that's one of the pieces that I just, again, I scream at that show. Like, please don't assume they want people over. Please don't assume they want a girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, person in their life intimately. I mean, what an important thing to also put out there is that, yes, we talk about relationships all the time. We do. We're all about relationships, yep. but that doesn't just mean romantic. It's like relationships with anyone in your life. But if you are doing your work and you're 
working on being a healthy person, it does. It like breaks my heart to think that people are so stigmatized when I also like, if someone's going through a divorce, everyone's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And you have no idea that it's not the best thing that's ever happened to them in my life, in their lives. And they're finally free. Or if you're single, people don't want to like go out to weddings or some sort of family gatherings because all of the, and it's usually like our generation and above that's like, Oh, you haven't met anyone yet. And that's like, (laughs) but the younger, generation were are so just like live your life do whatever you want if you are happy single we adore that like we celebrate you and the last piece i would say about you know the the whole kind of brand and and purpose of this podcast it's not just relationships with others it's the relationship you have with yourself mm-hmm. you know one of the people we met with yesterday who might be you know contributing to developing this podcast given you know, where we're at at this point, again, grateful for all of you who have supported us and given us amazing feedback as we move forward. Um, I would say, you know, one of the things that person said was that he's getting in touch with the emotional, you know, his, his emotional self. And I, I remember just being struck mm-hmm. by that comment. It was so incredibly like uh, significant and 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 just really profound in terms of like his own development. Yeah. And I loved that conversation. I, I think we have to know ourselves the mm-hmm. best way we can and listen to ourselves and make sure we're living our life in that honest way. Again, I will tell you, anybody who asks me what therapy is about, it's about living an honest life. Mm-hmm. No matter what that is for you, no matter what it is that you know, you're experiencing, as long as you're honest about it in this world, you are going to have a better life. That's right. And so feel ch- so free. And yeah. just to love yourself and put yourself out there as is and not shy away from interaction because you know who you are. It's like the best feeling. So Chester, good luck to you. Don't hesitate to date people, but be honest about where you're at. That's right. You guys, thank you so much. This was fabulous. It's so it much fun. Tell me how much fun it was to sit next to me the whole time. Doug. I had so much fun and I think I looked at you at least a couple times. <laughs> we'll see Although you I feel later, you, you breathing guys. on us. So I need a breath mint for sure. See you all next time. We'll see you next week. 